I can't stop running. I know. Zoom's speed generator siphons off our own speed to run its treadmill. He's created a perpetual motion machine. And we're the moving parts. I use the generator as a cosmic treadmill to send afterimages of myself back to the past. The last thing I wanted was to get both of you trapped, too. It's Zoom who's to blame. And when our moment comes, we'll take him down. Because when you're a flash, a moment's all you need. My spider senses are starting to tingle. Just hang on to your lariat. Wonder what kind of a scene I'm getting into. And welcome to Behind the Panels, issue 135. The comic book show that created the Speed Force because it forgot to pick up the milk. I'm Richard Gray. I'm David McVeigh. I'm David Longo. In this special abbreviated issue, the Davids in stereo cater to the holiday whims of their handsome host. <laughs> then it's We Can Never Go Home, Pastaways, Gem and the Holograms, and Miami Vice Remix, and more in what we've been reading. Also, it's another session of John D's Geek-related challenge or something. Plus, our kick-ass pick of the week, The Flash Rebirth by Jeff Johns and Ethan Van Skyver. This is Behind the Panels. He's the monarch of motion, the sultan of speed, the wizard of whizzle, yes indeed. Go from here to China in a no time flat, beat the speed of light and you can't beat that. The flash, the flash, meet the mighty flash, in a fight he'll smash, Yeah, man, The Flash. <laughs> why, why do I picture Steve Martin dancing to that or something? Can I ask, um, in, the, in, in the opening audio, Richard, was that Neil Patrick Harris? Uh, no, actually, you know who that was? It was um, uh, Wesley John Shipp. Oh, uh, really? Okay. No, 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 he yeah. wasn't actually. Sorry, no, in that episode, Wesley John Shipp plays the reverse Flash, but that wasn't actually him. What, what was that from? The that was from the... It could have been Neil Patrick Harris, actually. It was from it was the Batman Brave and the Bold Episode, I think, called um, the the Scarlet Speedsters. You know, or, I've never watched Batman: Brave and the Bold, but I've been told such good things about it. It's really good, and actually, there's this great rivalry in it between Batman and Green Arrow throughout the whole thing. And of course, you and like they're it. constantly <laughs> trying to outdo each other. It's wonderful. I'll look that up uh, as the show goes on, just to see if yeah, it just uh, sounded so much like him. This is, of course, um, yeah, it did sound really like yeah. him, actually. I'll check that out because maybe it was him. Yeah. Um, this is, of course, uh, as we record this, I'm not here. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, been, it's been a whole week since we last saw yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. If you listen to last week's episode, you know exactly where we are. We're, we're 10 minutes past the last episode, <laughs> yeah. which was an epic one. Let's face it, that mm. was an exhausting episode. It was. I'm surprised we're doing last a second week. one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but we all read the books, so we, we thought we may as well record something while we're here. And uh, we needed to get the taste of Dazzler out of our mouth, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Interestingly enough, we actually started reading this book a while ago because we started reading it as a substitute book. We thought we didn't because we thought that week we actually had a, 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 a an idea that we weren't going to get to the book that we thought we were exactly. going to do that week. So we yeah. started to read this one and then we got to do the book we were going to do. So we put this one on the shelf and now it's like, okay, well, we're already halfway through it. Let's do it. <laughs> By the way, Fatal, I'm almost halfway through. <laughs> it's never going back on the list. I've just I've just written it off. Um, fair enough, fair Because in fact, when we were originally going to do Fatal, it had just finished that week, so it would have been really timely. Do you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to throw this out here and suggest that what we should do is do Fatal, but we should do the first <clears throat> arc and be done with it. Yeah, Because agreed. after that, it actually falls down. Maybe, maybe The first should, arc is really good. Possibly. Maybe, maybe we should just tell the truth, Dave, and you could just release that episode. Pardon? <laughs> you know... 
We recorded an episode with with Fatal. <laughs> Remember, like, and you know why we we didn't release it? Is that the one we David? Oh, he got really racist on that oh, one. I don't, we shouldn't release that. Actually, no, that was then not, then that not, was another episode we didn't no, release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we should just release it. We should just cop to it. So, yeah. this, so this is the new idea. We're just going to start stories and hopefully they snowball. <laughs> <laughs> we need it's, to build our mythology. Nobody <laughs> snowballing here. That's a whole different thing entirely. So I have to. Can I stop pushing this button every thirty seconds? Or? <laughs> yeah, David, you're saying to me over the introduction uh, how, how much it sounded like uh, Flash was a streaker. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> when you listen to some vintage clips, he sounds exactly like a streaker. <laughs> Think you can stop me? We sure can't bring that baby down with our bare hands, Flash. No, but maybe we can bowl it over with those rocks. I get the message. Go, 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 Flasher. Yeah. How do we get past that? Get set to streak through during the second they stay open. Ready, set, go! <laughs> We're not going to get that baby down with our bare hands. <laughs> and then afterwards he calls him Flasher. And he says the only way we're going to get through that is by streaking through. Oh, <laughs> who, good lord! Who, who made that connection the first time? Was that was that you, Dave? Yeah. Which it, one? The, the flash is sounds like a flasher when you hear the yeah. audio. <laughs> yeah, that is in, like... that is inspired. Yeah. That, that was amazing. What I just watched in my head. <laughs> like, <right. laughs> Uh, so look the flash has been around in various media for a while at the moment we're enjoying one of the we, we gushed over it last week one of the greatest we actually did remember to talk about the episode last week didn't we, we? Did, yeah. yeah um about you know the, the current flash but TV i'm more series. than willing to talk about it again so <laughs> <laughs> it's actually funny because when, when we'll get into this pick this week uh, barry allen was not the flash for about 26 years in comics or 23 years or however long it was mm. Because uh, he died during the Crisis on Infinite Earth during mm-hmm. 1995. It was just some Wally, right? It was just some <laughs> Wally. Yeah, a very Australian joke, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a bloody Wally. Uh, and he uh, he returns in this book. This is what uh, Flash Rebirth is about. So it's really interesting when you go back looking through all the media. Barry Allen is still pretty much the Flash for most of these these things, except Wally West did take over for a while. But he was typically Kid Flash. Before that, so it's really. I mean, look, you know, we've got a listener, Alicio uh, Denuzio, who who is uh, a massive, massive Flash fan, mm-hmm. and uh, so shout out to you because we know uh, you love all things Flash, um, and will probably correct us on some of our Flash lore throughout this. But one of the things um, I want to get into what we've been reading because one of the things, and we might just actually just talk about a few other things we've been reading as well. Why is it? Uh, do you think that Bear, that Barry Allen is always used in popular media and not Wally West? Is it because his name is Wally? Mm. <laughs> Possibly, but I yeah, think, like, uh, but I think he's our, always um, considered to be the Flash, the greatest Flash of all. I'm going to hit this button because I really want to talk about some of the reasons why I think it's Barry Allen right. as well. Where looks like we got ourselves a reader. Read between the lines, bitch. Because as you know, in life and it's in all things, I can't talk unless I've hit a button No, that's true, yeah. It, it reboots you. <laughs> if you've been to our website <laughs> recently, behindthepanels.net, you'll see that I've started a new history series because so, I'm done. Yay! Um, I'm done and dusted with the Green Arrow one now and, and I'm not content to write a 40,000-word thing on the history of Green Arrow. I've decided to start writing a history of DC's crises. Um, Just and, a small subject. Which effectively <laughs> ends up becoming, when, you, when we really start getting into it, is the history of comics. 
you know. And when well, you, the history of DC Comics. In a, yes and no, because when you when you look at, and this is why I just want to quickly build up to why Barry Allen is one of the greatest characters ever. Uh, when you start reading that early stuff, you realise that, um, you know, in the golden age of comics, Superman was created, Batman was created, Wonder Woman was created, all these characters were created. They didn't share a single frame of a uh, single panel um, of comic book until, um, you know, somewhere uh, about 13 years after their initial creation. And uh, that that's, I think, in the world's finest issue, um, they actually – oh, Superman 76, I think they share a, a, a – and it's a really ridiculous story where, where um, Superman and Batman are on a cruise ship and they have to share a room because obviously uh, billionaire Bruce Wayne is not, you know, <laughs> can't pull any sway on this because, well, we'll have to share it with Mildman. And Lois, who's travelling with Clark – doesn't seem to kick up a fuss that 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 that, low, that Clark is going to share a room with Bruce Wayne. Anyway, um, that's because Boy the, Wonder wasn't around. And then they have to change in front. Of, they have to change in front of each other when disaster strikes, uh, which is you know Frederick Wortham would have had a field day with that. He's the guy that wrote Seduction of the Innocent and was saying that Batman was gay anyway. That he had a gay relationship with Robin. But it's it's amazing to think that it took thirteen years for DC to acknowledge that their characters live in a shared universe. Mm, you know mm. that's and that was the first acknowledgement of that. When uh, DC characters went out of of uh, popular, um, sorry, when not DC characters, when superheroes went out of style uh, during uh, the post-war era, uh, it was you know comics got dark. A lot of crime stories came out, a lot of uh, horror stories came out, and that was true until uh, we, we were talking about Senator Joe McCarthy and McCarthyism just before uh, we started recording while we're standing around on street corners again. <laughs> and, you know, the effective thing was happening with comics as well. There was this this uh, commission against juvenile crime and comics were being labelled in, in combination with that Wortham book. Mm. Comics were being labelled as the enemy and, and they specifically were targeting things like Tales from the Crypt and all those kind of things, showing, and I think it was Gaines who was the publisher I did love this story where he was holding up. He was he was on the stand, and they held up this this Tales from the Crypt comic where it's like someone holding a decapitated head on the cover of the book, and it's dripping in blood. And they go, "Do you not think this is excessive?" He goes, "Not for a horror comic, no." <laughs> <laughs> and so I love stories like that. But the, the long and the short of it, when the comics code came in, they really and they specifically targeted anything that had horror or the supernatural. And one of the things in the comics code was that good shall triumph over evil every single time. Suddenly, superhero comics were back on the agenda, and that's when we started getting things reintroduced. Like in in Showcase, um, Showcase number number four, I think it was, um, the Flash was reintroduced, but it wasn't the original Flash. It was his new Flash, Barry Allen, and he had the red suit, and it was streamlined. It even looked like something. It, it screamed fifty science and awesomeness and all that sort of stuff, and that became the Flash. And then years later, they'd actually started doing crossover things where he went into a parallel dimension and met the Golden Age Flash. Then you start getting into Grant Morrison's multiversity and it all gets very, very deep when you look at it at that level. But he became, he was, Barry Allen was the first character of the Silver Age of Comics. Literally, the launch of uh, Barry Allen as the Flash starts the second age, uh, the second great age of comic books, which is why a lot of people still consider him to be the greatest Flash of all and the the character. So when they go back to that well, it's the same way. We've had about four Green Lanterns since. But people still go back, back to, to Hal, Hal Jordan, Jordan. Yeah. you know. So I think I think it's for those reasons. It's just he's in, he is comic books in a lot of ways, mm. you know. And and I encourage you to read that article, not just because I wrote it and I'm really proud of it, um, but because because I wrote it and you're really proud. I wrote, of it. I wrote it and I'm really proud of it. But I also think that <laughs> I just I just learned so much about like how comics were constructed in the history mm. of the uh, of the industry and not just that i mean that's interesting but 
why these char- how these characters interacted with each other. We take for granted now. We take for granted there's going to be an event and they go off into another universe. It would have been a massive deal. Can you imagine in the early 50s sitting down going, Batman and Superman are in the same book? Mm. <laughs> you know, It's amazing. The two Flashes are meeting for the first time. Can you imagine that? There yeah. would be no context for it whatsoever. It would have been mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine that? Like when every- Can you imagine when Superman first hit the stands in Even 38? Even something I, I remember, I've forgotten a lot about it, but I remember Grant Morrison wrote a lot about it in Super Gods, I think, like the whole... Like origins of the silver and ages yeah, and stuff yeah. like like a lot of this stuff, but I remember in there there's something like the Flash is the first comic book to have someone else reading a comic book yes. in it. I think it is. It's exactly or, right. Or, and 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 it's also the first comic book that has the character address the reader. Yeah, there's a like couple something like of, pick me up from the shelf or something. There's like, a couple of issues that they talk about. There's one issue like uh, when in the first issue that the Barry Allen's introduced. He's reading a comic book about the Golden Age, Golden mm-hmm. Age Flash. About twenty issues later, he vibrates through dimensions and winds up in the Golden Age Flash's universe. Yeah. Who has retired ten years before, which is exactly. And this issue was published ten years almost to the date of the date that the last one um, was was retired. And he yeah. said, "I retired ten years ago." And he goes, "Oh." That's when Gardner Fox stopped writing you. And then so it becomes a book within a book within a book. And then later on there's that book you were talking about where he's like he's on the cover and it's like the flash is going, only you can save me. And so it's like, wow, I can do something about stuff, you know. And then all that sort of stuff. And then there's another issue later on where he actually visits the editor, Julius Schwartz, to help him build a cosmic (laughs) treadmill to get him out of our dimension effectively. This is stuff that's been done in the 50s and 60s. That's a trip, man. It was very progressive. Yeah, it's an absolute trip, man. And that, that, um, I think that quote that you were talking about from Grant Morrison, uh, I just want to pull it up really quickly because I really love it, Um, where he says, if Barry lived on a world where Jay was fictional, did that mean that we as readers were also part of Schwartz's elegant multiversal architecture? It did indeed, and it was soon revealed that we all lived on Earth Prime. Mm. (laughs) And I love that. I love the fact that, that we're part of it. You know, and yeah. there's a picture there of the Flash reading the Flash. That's the one I remember. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it, and it's it's amazing. I love I love getting into that level of, of of comic bookery, and I think that's a conversation we can have in a later episode because we're all very tired. Uh, well, but, when multiversity finishes, maybe yeah, we'll have. A- we're definitely mm-hmm. doing multiversity yeah. when it finishes, but um, but yeah, but Barry Allen ha- has been a, an integral part of. You know, every major or the Flash has been an integral part of every major DC crisis mm, or event. Mm. So, you know, we haven't dealt with a lot of Flash comics. We did Flashpoint, where Flash was the integral part of a and major shift in DC. Enough, you know. We're going to mention Flashpoint again when we get to the pick of the week because yes. there's a lot of parallels to be drawn. Mm. Well, a lot of the revelations that come out in Rebirth are played up again. Start, started yeah. in this, in, in, yeah, started in this, mm. and then were played up again in, in Flashpoint. You're absolutely right. But uh, look, I'll quickly mention some of the other stuff that, that I ended up reading this week because I read, God, I, I read a stack of like early Flash comics and, and all the Crisis crossovers and Justice League from the 60s through to the Ooh. 80s and they're a trip, man. Some of those are really wild. Um, but uh, I read a book called We Can Never Go Home uh, which is out by um, Black Mask Studios. Uh, this is a really, really good book. This is about this this girl who sort of exhibits – um, superpowers um, and the interesting thing about that is that n- nobody knows about it and she hooks up with this nerd guy who kind of finds out her secret um, because her boyfriend is trying to basically rape her and then she exhibits his powers by fighting him off he's never going to admit that a girl beat him up but <laughs> the nerd knows his secret 
and they kind of share this secret and they have a shared secret. And he says that he also has a power, which we don't see in the first episode. He says he can kill people with his mind and he did this on his mother. And he, so obviously he doesn't want to reveal this. Now, where this ends is an act of violence. This issue ends with an act of violence and they turn around and they have to leave and said, well, we can never go home again. And which is where the title of the, the book comes from. It's a fascinating book. And I know I've, I've read some other things from Black Mask. They did Pirouette. Um, earlier on, and which I get was really good. which was really really good, and it's got it's got this whole '80s mixtape vibe to it, and you actually get the track listing in there, and he gives her the the mixtape in in the day. And it's got things from Who's Could Do and the replacements and all that kind of stuff. It's written interestingly enough by Matthew Rosenberg, and I found that interesting because he is he was my PR contact for Black Mask Studios. <laughs> so this is like he said, I'm re- in the PR release. He goes one of my favorite books this year, and not just because I wrote it, <laughs> <laughs> but I I actually. <clears throat> Adored this book and the art is gorgeous. Mm. Um, I'm just showing it here to Dave now. It's a, it's a really gorgeous book and the art's by Josh Hood. And I don't know Josh Hood, but um, I, I want to read this book. I want to read more of this book. It's wonderful. Uh, some of the other books that came out this week, was, uh, we mentioned this last week, Pastaways. Um, which, which I still is- think sounds like a pastor <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> We gotta say it that way now. Pastaways. 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 <laughs> this is not Rastaways, man. It's a it's a spin off restaurant to Faster Pasta. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is another one by Matt Kint, uh, who's hey. been churning out books lately. He can't stop. <laughs> he can't. He won't. He didn't stop. You get it? Because um, his name's Kent. Kent, Kent and, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and it's a time, another time travel book, uh, and it starts off with people finding a dragon in modern day Italy. Uh, which starts shooting acid out of its ass. Corrosive acid, not the hallucinogenic kind, because <laughs> that would be a real trip. Um, and then you find out there's all these people who have been travelling from the future and they can't be killed in the present In the present, and what they're doing to try to not really do a great job of keeping a low profile. It's, it's a really interesting book. And again, it's one of three time travel books that are out at the moment, along with eight and Chrononauts. Mm. And I'm loving so much time travel stuff. It's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Gem and the Holograms came Good out this Lord. week. Uh, it's truly, truly, truly outrageous. Uh, I like the Misfits. Their songs are better. Um, that's right. I remember the 80s cartoon. Uh, this is, this is, once you get past the 12 variant covers um, that this book has, it's written by Kelly Thompson with art by Sophie Campbell. And it's, and it's, it's really an interesting, it's, a, it's kind of almost the prequel to it. They, they, it's reinventing the whole idea. I don't, can't remember the, the, the storyline of the original, but they basically, it's a shy girl who's trying to front this band. And she's really gets stage fright all the time. Then she finds out her father has effectively his bat cave under their house and he's died but left her with his hologram technology and she can be anyone she wants to be. And she's going to use this to like, you know, become a band <laughs> later after that. And it's interesting because we've got the movie coming out next year, I think, uh, later this year, next year, something like that. I was never a big fan of Gem to start with. But, so. Oh, it's it's it, it's kind of fun. It's another part. The other trend that we've got going on is 80s uh, mm. revival. Uh, which leads me directly into the Miami Vice remix, <laughs> which is absolutely batshit crazy. Do this you think is, it was inspired by Archer Vice? It could, <laughs> it, it could be actually, but it's written by Joe Casey, who we've seen most recently doing sex for right, uh, right. the book for, <laughs> for Image <laughs> Comics with art and letters by Jim Mafood. 
So hey, Jim Food. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Jim Food is in my, like my top five favorite comic book people Ch- ever. Check out this art, no dude. No way. And it's. I wanted to read this already. Look how how mental this book oh. is, and it's it's still it's still Crockett and Tubbs. If you guys don't, listening out there don't know of um Jim Food, man, check out Stupid Comics first, and then mm. go get Girl Scouts, G R Scouts. And just start from there. <laughs> Jim Mafood, oh man! But just to Jim Mafood drew the Clerks comic books as yes, well. Yes, like, did. Jim Mafood is just amazed. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, no, no I, I agree with you, and that's where I first Sorry. knew about Jim Mafood. I think was through the Clerks comic books. I think, yeah, uh, that's when I first. Yeah. That would have been like mid nineties, I guess. Or I guess so. or late nineties. It would yeah. have been after, obviously. I'm not after, sure. After I read the them later. Yeah, and uh, it's so funny though because this book is basically the plot. I'll just give you an idea of how crazy this book is. Um, they're investigating a new street drug, which effectively turns people into the living dead. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still, and they got they got they got the captain yelling at them. So it's it's just a crazy, crazy book, and I love the hell out of it. And I will be reading this oh, I can't every wait to read goddamn this. month. So that is what I've been reading this week. We didn't get to cover everything that came out this week because, of course, uh, we're, recording, we're recording much earlier because I'm actually currently in the US as this episode goes out. Speaking um, of time travel, speaking of time travel, yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I I don't lose any time going over there. I actually arrive effectively two hours after I leave. <laughs> um, but I lose a day coming back. <laughs> I leave on a that Wednesday. That deadline will get you every yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's truly that's truly outrageous. But next week's highlights from our point of from your point of view, listener, dear listener, uh, there's a book coming out called Ufology Number One. Convergence Ufology <laughs> um, uh, Convergence Number Zero comes out. It begins. On Here April the 1st. No joke. This begins on April 1st. Um, Harley Quinn number 16, Looking for Group, which is a new Dynamite book. Looks kind of fun, actually. Drones from IDW starts. Empire Uprising from IDW. This one's written by Mark Wade, so I'll definitely be checking that one out. Uh, no Mercy number one. A second issue of Dying in the Dead, which is the Jonathan Hickman book, mm-hmm, which we all mm-hmm. quite liked. Finally, issue eight of Southern Bastards. Finally. Uh, is coming out. We're continuing Amazing Spider-Man number 17. I think I said last week um, Amazing Spider-Man I'm totally back on board with because of Spider-Verse yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Avengers Ultron Forever, which starts this whole Ultron Forever kind of uh, vibe that they're going in in the lead up to the movie, the movie which yeah. is out late next month. Um, uh, Kane and the Last Padawan, which is another of the new Star Wars books, but I mm-hmm. understand that this one's set during the same era as and Rebels. 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 Um, Spider- well, it's actually set for <clears throat> Rebels because it's actually the lead character, Kanan, mm. yeah. as a Padawan. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's actually like 10 years before. So. Okay, Freddie so, but Prince it's still Jr. That, it's that era. <laughs> it is. It's yeah, pretty, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Uh, another issue of Spider-Gwen comes out. Uncanny Inhumans number zero comes hey. out, which should be interesting as well. But the, the big book that comes out that week, uh, we will, of course, be covering as our pick of the week that week, is Avengers Rage of Ultron. Now, I know you've got something for Age of Ultron. Do you have one for, <laughs> for Avengers Rage of Ultron? Because we're going to need that next episode. Rage of Ultron. There you go. So <laughs> it'll be Avengers. Rage of Ultron. There you go. <laughs> that is how we'll uh, cover it. There, oh, so. we should do it the, the creepier way. You know, like the whole like computer program software voices. Like, yeah, yeah. You yeah. are listening to a waveform file. Like that's what it should be. Do, do that now and I'll pull okay. it as a sound file for Ready? next week. You, you got to say Avengers and then I do. Avengers. Rage of Ultron. Perfect. There you go. I'm actually going to pull that next week for really? the intro. Yeah, crazy. I'm going to pull to that next week. No. Do you think it's time we just move on to the pick of the week? Yes, because uh, we, we have got a JD challenge coming. Don't worry. But for now, it's time for the pick of the week. Well, see how you like this. What is it, Batman? Whatever it is, it's it's awfully funny. <laughs> 
It's the pick of the week. Many people have taken the name of the Flash over the decades, but only one man can lay claim to being the greatest speedster of them all, Barry Allen. After sacrificing himself to save the entire multiverse, he suddenly finds himself back from the dead following the events of Final Crisis. Barry must not only find his place in this unfamiliar world filled with a family he barely recognizes, but also uncover the truth behind the Speed Force. From Jeff Johns and Ethan Van Skyver, the creative team behind Green Lantern Rebirth, this is the return of a Silver Age legend. This is The Flash Rebirth. Was of course the theme from the '90s version of the Flash. Danny Elfman, baby. Da- of course, it's Danny Elfman. I have knew it sounded like Danny Elfman. <laughs> Danny Elfman, Did Danny Elfman baby. do a Flash theme? Yeah, I didn't know for the know original that. '90s series. Because it doesn't sound too far removed from his Batman no, theme. Right around the same time. It was cool. It's great. That's a great piece of music. I love that. I love that theme. No, it's, it's an amazing theme, and I actually want to go back and watch some of that series now because it's available on I've got DVD. it on DVD. Yeah, yeah. I might have to borrow that from you when I get back um, because John Wesley Ship, as you know, is playing uh, The Flash's dad. Mm. In, and Mark Hamill's coming back, right? As the trickster. Yeah, and in the trailer that they've got leading up to it, they actually said he was operating 20 years ago and you actually see f- still photos of him in his 90s trickster oh, outfit on awesome. screen and now he's back in a, in a new outfit, but he's, he's playing the same character. We've also had McGee from Star Labs. So, yes. Or, or from the opposing. Lab, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Who is, of course, Tina <clears throat> McGee in the original series as well. So we've had all these little crossovers here and there. It's been it's really nice. Cute. Yeah, they, they, they've obviously because that that was actually a groundbreaking show in its day. Like, I it, only, it was great. It only lasted one season, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, it was bringing what we were seeing uh, of Batman mm. on the big screen because this was right around the same time as Batman, the it, first Batman. Movie. It was because Batman was eighty nine. This was ninety, so That's it definitely right. came off that wave. And it was of, the whole of idea of, of, the, yeah. of the the carved suit and all that sort of stuff, which up until Batman hadn't been done, and so mm. it was like that the way to do it and we had flash on the small screen it was great and I think I think you know I mean we, we it only lasted for a season and yeah it's dated now and whatnot but well, one of the things about it though actually I really liked about that 90s series was the fact that they set it in some sort of odd period anyway it wasn't set mm. in its era it had this stylized weird era that it was set in very comic book yeah and so you can't pinpoint it to it except for the hair and fashions because yeah. that was we couldn't get around that but all the cars are like vintage cars it's interesting you should say that and we're not going to obviously talk about the the tv show too much but the batman animated series around the same time was set in that kind of nebulous noirish yeah, yeah. kind of area and gotham which is being done now is set as this weird mix of technology and some uh, scenes they've got people with big flash bulbs on their um, mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. their cameras. Other scenes you've got cell phones or whatever. And the the rationale behind that is that it's uh, Gotham, for example, is meant to be set in all of the Batman eras. You yeah. know, it could could be set anywhere, and and that's kind of the timeless feel they were going for with the Flash as well. Because I was watching a few clips from the Flash this week and uh, from the '90s uh, series, and yeah, it does, some some episodes feel as though. It's a period show, like it's set, like Dick Tracy's going to walk around the corner. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And other other times, it feels very nineties. So it's 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 interesting mix, which is which is why the Flash Rebirth is such a how's that for segue? Segue. <laughs> uh, it's such a it's such an interesting mix because it is literally the Flash of every era. 
playing together. Yeah, it's actually really nice to see the whole Flash family yeah. in one, one story. And really. you, you'll see there's an image I've stuck up on, on uh, in our show notes, which is all of them running together. You've got Barry Allen and Wally West and Jay Garrick and Liberty Bell, um, Liberty Bell and uh, Impulse, who is... Oh God! What's his name? He's from the future. Max. Bart. Bart Allen. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Bart. It's no it's Bart. Bart. It's definitely it's Bart, Bart Allen. It's he's actually a distant relative. Yeah, he becomes it? Kid yeah. Flash. And um and and the and the two kids as well. And who, the the little girl becomes Impulse in this. That's right. So, she becomes the new Impulse. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's right. He's Kid Flash now. And so it's and really this guy in the background. His name is Max. Oh yeah. Uh, this one down here. Yeah. Uh, Max. I Max forget, something. Uh, I forget what his I'm going to call is. him Max Power. All right. Cool. <laughs> It's a good Max Power. He's the, the name, name, the name that you'd like to touch. <laughs> um, so, like, it, it, and it is Just a joyous return. The one, <laughs> the one thing I will say about this, uh, this, this, this book before we get started is though. It is not a standalone in a lot of ways because even though it is kind of the return of Barry Allen, unlike the Green Lantern Rebirth, it's not like you don't just walk straight into this. Un, un, you know, uh, unfettered because he, the Flash actually returned during Final Crisis, mm-hmm. and if you read in the edition that I had in the in the in the back matter, the notes at the back, uh, Jeff Johns is talking about. He's got his original proposal, his pitch to um, DC, and he says, "Yeah, so like the Green Lantern Rebirth, you know, we've recently seen him come back in the Final Crisis, and I think this is enough leverage for us to go into." a new introduction series to Barry Allen, blah, blah, blah. But you kind of need to know he came back in Final Crisis because in the, the first uh, issue, they're just t- talking about him being back. Yeah. They don't say where he's now, back from. don't they – correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not the big DC reader, but I have read a lot of Green Lantern. So all the Green Lantern stuff you're reading right now, I mm-hmm. have read. Yeah. And there's actually talk – I'm just trying to remember my history here. Isn't it when, when Hal Jordan was – not the spirit. What's he called? What was yeah, the, he was the Paralyzed. Spectre. The Spectre. 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 When he was oh, a Spectre. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay, oh, isn't that, didn't yeah. he have something to do with the bringing of Barry Allen back? No, he brought back... Um, oh, Green Arrow. Green, Green, Green Arrow. Arrow. Green Arrow. Yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of. Thank you. Yeah, no, he, he came back because basically uh, this, this is where my crisis knowledge actually helped out that, that, that Barry Allen was lost during Crisis on Infinite Earths. And for 23 years or something in publication history, he was gone from the comics and it was Wally West, which mm. is why there was a little controversial for a lot of people because Wally West had been the Flash, the Flash for most people mm. uh, during that, that period. And the same way that, that uh, um, for a lot of people, Kyle Rayner became, you know, the Green Lantern. Yeah, uh, yeah the Green Lantern. Because he was, he was basically Green Lantern from 1993 to 2006. So when, when Hal Jordan came back, a lot of people were going, no, actually, we've had our guy for 13 years. What, well, we've what, also what? had Guy Gardner. Yeah, we also yeah but that, was, that all predated Stewart. that. But the main Green Lantern had been around for 13 years. And in comic, uh, I think when we talk about comic book death, Deaths that matter, the, you know, and I think they say in the introduction to this, you know, the longer a character's been dead, the more significance his return has. Well, you, um, 23 years he was see, gone from books. You even see all the lanterns in this story too, don't you? You, yeah. you see Alan Scott show up with Jay Garrick yes. a few times. And uh, you yeah. definitely see Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan is pivotal. It's really interesting yeah. because like, um, yeah. like I've been on this sort of Jeff Johns run for ages now for like maybe like the whole year so far. And I started with Infinite Crisis – I read all of that, the whole thing, and then I read went right into the countdown, the final crisis, yes. and then I went into Jeff Johns's rebirth, mm. and now I've been running that whole Green Lantern stuff. That's a great to, run. And it's amazing. I'm, but I'm, I'm doing the whole run. Yeah, so I'm not I. reading just the main. I did things. everything. I did Lantern Corps. No, yeah, 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 no. Just for the audience to know, like I'm not there mm-hmm. doing like. A, 
going on about having to read eight issues. I was like, I'm reading like 140 yeah, yeah. issues an event. Yeah, and um, yeah, and so this is interesting because this comes in like it was like amazing timing. This comes in exactly where I am in the story. Hey, there you go. You know, and and the funny thing is that I've read Flashpoint, which is the mm. conclusion of this. So I'm gonna pretty soon tunnel through like the back half of the DC. Like mm-hmm. mythology, I suppose. Yeah, like the, all the like pre The only thing I'm stuff, missing, yeah. which is really awesome timing because Richard's now doing all these things. Like, <laughs> And so I can just get the pockets that I missed at the beginning. Well, this is the thing. But I that, mean, that did help because it didn't occur to me until you just mentioned that this is not a starter. And, yeah. And, and it's I like, think, well, that really makes sense. Yeah. And like, you've read not, Final Crisis more recently yeah. than I have because I'm not up to that in my rereading. I'm, I'm still in the 80s in my rereading at the moment. I'm just doing the crisis things in isolation, which is really interesting. I, just should, I should just say, like, I didn't, I didn't like actively go through the crisis. I just, Jeff Johns's lantern starts right, around right. the infinite crisis stuff, like, and you'd be interested to get though. back to yeah, all that. And you were reading yeah. like the Grand Morrison stuff around yeah. there as well, yeah. So, I mean, this is really interesting though because like one of the things that, and this was in Jeff Johns's original pitch. When you read that, it's in the back of the trade paperback. Um, they talk about that. Um, that one of the the major things he wanted to contribute uh, to the Flash in the start of his run was like understanding the Speed Force better. Mm. And two things happened to this. Not only does Barry Allen return but we get the return of the reverse Flash mm. as well. And he effectively becomes the foil in this episode, in this issue as well. And we get deep into Flash mythology. We get all the speedsters from all space and time. And cutting a very long story, well, a six-issue story short, mm. the, the, the crux of it is that when Barry Allen had his accident with the chemicals and the lightning bolt, and this is something we talked about in Flashpoint as well, that created the speed force. Mm. He didn't tap into the speed force. He actually created the yeah, speed so everybody force. else is beholden to yeah. him. Because Including Jay Garrick, who even though he was before, Barry Allen created the speed force for all of space and time, which meant that's why Jay Garrick was able to access it in the 40s and Zoom was able to access or Earbud Thorn was able to access it in the future. Like everyone who's ever so run fast. Help me it. out a little bit as yeah. somebody who, doesn't, who isn't steeped in DC lore post a couple of decades mm-hmm. ago. I never remembered... The flash, the speed force as being a thing. It was just the flash. He was just fast, right? Was that uh, a later addition? I think to- it's definitely crisis post crisis that it came into the speed force became a thing. Because it was always about vibrating molecules into parallel dimensions and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. did talk about him accessing something bigger than himself. It's always like through the flash fact kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which actually, I love that one of the episodes. One of the episodes. One of the. Um, uh, issues that this is called Flash Facts, which mm. is a which is a play on all those little things that used to appear at the back of if, mm. issues. And I've actually stolen that graphic for the little infographic <laughs> I made for my article. And I'm calling them because I write these three thousand word articles and then just do it in graphic form at the end. <laughs> so, and I'm calling those Flash Facts. It's funny because now I'm starting to get confused with my own timeline of things. Because like, is Batman around in this? No, they actually yeah, mention in this that he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, because because I <clears throat> yeah because. I read the Graham Morrison Batman the entirety of it ages ago, and so now that's also another hole to fit. And mm. I'm like lost in it. No, they, actually, <laughs> they actually say in this they they mention a couple of heroes all in in a run because they're actually saying they're gone, they're gone, they're mm. gone. Don't you go too, Barry? And it's like you've just yeah. come back. So so this this would pocket this exactly at Blackest Night then. Pretty much. Yeah, it's the whole Batman R.I.P. Batman Lost in Time era. Mm. I think that's so. Insane. Yeah. That's such amazing yeah. timing. 
It's uh, yeah. I don't think. I think you're right. I don't think it came along until the the notion that it was called the Speed Force came along to much later. Yeah, you're right. He just always ran fast. He was just a, he ran but, fast. But and, I think I love the fact that they've added this mythology to him. I love the fact that they've actually created, and it's also changed the way that they draw him as well. Yes. He's constantly surrounded in lightning and stuff mm. like that, which I just adore. I think this is a much more. It's like how Green Jeff Johns's Green Lantern mm. introduced Green Lantern was always just a guy in a green and black costume. Right? Yeah, with with his white gloves. I'm just. A guy in a green and, guy and, and a white booties, day. and white booties. Yeah. And the thing is, when when Johns took it over, and the first thing that struck me when I read the entire Johns thing mm. that you're running now is that whole idea that he's always followed around by like the logos and stuff. Yeah, yeah. so it's like it's just almost like he's emitting power mm. all the time, and that's what we get from the Flash as well. He's kind of like just just dripping in power, totally. you know. And yeah. I like that. This is from Jeff Johns, and this is a great addition to any trade paperback, which was Jeff Johns's pitch to DC of, of what he wanted to do with the story. And, and he's sort of split it down to things like what are the main players, what is Barry Allen's true legacy? Um, and he said here, what is the secret of the Speed Force? And what he's, he said, the Speed Force is a fantastic modern addition to the Flash mythos. Uh, but the true origin of the Speed Force, so yes, it is a modern mythos mm-hmm. thing, but the true origin of the Speed Force has never been revealed. One of the major revelations in Flash Rebirth is the reveal of that origin. The night that Barry Allen was doused in chemicals and struck by lightning wasn't the, the night that he simply tapped into the Speed Force. It was the night Barry Allen created the Speed Force. The analogy of electricity and positive and negative charges will be a major part of the series. Barry is literally a human electrical generator. His muscles create the electrical energy that adds to the speed force. The speed force has been tapped and used by Wally, Jay, Bart, and a host of other DC speedsters. Since Barry's quote-unquote death, the speed force hasn't grown. When Barry returns, that all changes. Without Barry Allen, the speed force would not exist. Without Barry Allen, the flash would not exist. And and he said, yeah, and he's basically using that to extend the flash mythos, which I think is something that's really great when, when when a series is as ambitious as that. It doesn't just want to tell a new story mm-hmm. and, and and reveal something previously unseen, like, oh, Peter Parker has a sister or, mm. or you know, there was a second person bitten by a spider, although I really like Silk, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not just like a cheap kind of deus ex machina or, 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 or a retcon for the sake of retconning. He's done it to extend what we know about The Flash. Mm-hmm. He's done it to actually give us, not just bring back Barry Allen, but to to give us information we never had before. And I think that's a really great uh, storytelling motif, mm. you know? That said, half of this confused the shit out of me. I, for, <laughs> really? so, so for me, for me personally, it was... Uh, well, the, the first couple of issues, because two, it is, yeah. yeah. The first two and a half issues of this oh. book, I was lost. Mm. And they're going, oh, you're back. When did he go away? Da-da-da. I mean, there's so much back history required reading because I'd forgotten that he came back in Final Crisis because I read that but I read it in 2006 I had to go and then look up when he came it's back, like, when uh, he did go away, all the all kids, the- and, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. And I, I was just a little bit lost. But what's really oh. interesting about this book in six issues, he weaves you into the mm. story, so that by the time you get to the last three issues, I felt like I'd been reading those characters are, for years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you are in all the yeah. way, and yeah. and the story just grabs you and takes you for the run. Yeah. Excuse the pun, <laughs> but it is it catches you up in a flash. Hey, <laughs> there you go. So I was actually, yeah, I was actually a little bit lost. And anybody who's reading this, yeah, just. Don't feel like you're idiot. You're an mm. idiot. You will be a bit daunted by the if fact you that if you've not read Flash yeah, immediately it just before that. Yeah. You in. Yeah. What's really interesting though is I do have a little bit of Flash lore under my belt because mm. I read uh, the John's run of the Flash, which led up yes. to Flashpoint, and I read Flashpoint, which follows this, uh, which follows this, yeah. and so basically I did have that to kind of extrapolate back onto. Mm, um, mm, and mm, what's mm. really interesting is the whole stuff with uh, Reverse Flash. 
is mirrored almost in Flashpoint. So very much so. When you come to yeah. Flashpoint, the stuff that he is talking about in Flashpoint is all, you start going. I've heard these speeches before, mm. and it raised a very interesting hypothesis with me. And I want to know if you guys felt the same way because I think this is what he's getting at. And to see if how good I am. In this book, he, Thrawn actually talks about the fact that there are uh, ghosts mm-hmm. uh, or, or images left behind, right? And at one point, Barry says, how can you be back? I killed you. I broke mm. your neck. What I'm wondering is all of these Thrawns that keep coming at him, so let's say the one that's in Flashpoint, mm. these aren't the real Thrawn. Thrawn is dead, mm. but these are all, sh- these are all ghosts that don't necessarily even know what the other ones have done. Possibly, so it's almost yeah. like he keeps repeating history because he's going, ah, I'm going to get you, Flash. And it's like, I've already done this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. Yeah, I hadn't really thought of it in those terms. But I think there's something about, uh, because the speed force exists um, in all space and all time mm. at once, mm. um, you know, time has no meaning there. And there's this great analogy, I think, I think it's in The Watchmen, they, 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 they create this analogy and they said, like, imagine... I don't know if they'd say football, but it's imagine, you know, this cup that I'm holding up now is 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 all of space and time. If you're inside the cup, all you can see is what, what's inside the right. cup. But if you're sitting back here and I'm holding the cup out, we can all see it. Mm-hmm. We can all see the beginning, the end, the beginning, the middle and the end simultaneously. And I, I think that's the kind of stuff that the speed force yeah, is we, tapping um, into. You know? we, we talked about this during the Interstellar when we reviewed Interstellar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the, it's what if, it's quantum mechanics and yeah. that, that kind of stuff. And this really taps yeah. into that. It's like yeah. if time is another dimension, you can stand outside that dimension, then theoretically you can jump and move to any point because you're outside yeah. of time. It's like, that kind of thing. And, and I, I think say, that's where Thorns, that's where he's able to jump in and out of the speed force at various points, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and leave, time and, is a moving leave river those or shadows, because you're those shadows behind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The speed force is kind of that, I suppose, because you're outside it. But the speed force, I think, is literal because it's, you're or, in, t- you'd have to be, you'd have to be in time, not outside time, because if you go back in pu- in the past and change something, it'll affect what's really the future. Though, you Whereas if you're outside time, you can just, adjust anything it doesn't you really could also look yeah. at it this way and say that maybe the maybe the real uh reverse flash hasn't been dealt with yet because like barry created and makes the speed force stronger the mm. reverse speed force the red speed force is being created by thrawn yeah. and he's making it strong now if that's getting stronger that means thrawn must still be around so maybe yeah. all of the thrones that he has dealt with or killed or what have you over the years aren't the real one and he still has yet to face him yeah. He's just fighting shadows. It's possible. But I don't know enough about The Flash to sort of make know. those guesses. In fact, I think what you were saying before about the, the gap in my knowledge is basically the Wally West years. Yes. Which is 23 years worth of comics, really. Mm. I, I really didn't like... And, and I think I said this one before, The Flash never really appealed to me as a character because he runs fast. What else does he do, you know? And then yeah. it's only now when you start when I start delving into uh, the the kind of history of comics and, and, and all these major events, you realize the Flash was at mm. them all. Mm. Maybe I should be paying a bit more attention to him. Yeah. I think and he the, really is a really yeah. essential character. It, it's, and fu- think, it's funny because like you guys every week talk about the Flash, the show, and I, I, I don't watch the Flash. I'm, I'm going to, but I, I don't at the moment. And all I really know of the Flash is Flashpoint. And because um, that's the only thing I'd read that was Flash specific. Really? Me too. You know, yeah. and, uh, and, but... It's interesting because you guys say you jumped into this being lost. Like, um, it's weird because I was in this completely from the get-go and I guess Mm. that's oddly just all the drippings of information from all these DC events. That you've been reading around this era as well. Yeah, and it's just kind of, now I know who they, like Jay Garrick shows up and it's like, oh yeah, Earth 2. 
Those, you know, like it, those guys I knew. It was, it was more yeah. like the kids and, and yeah, even those Max kids. Mercury. Max Mercury, yeah. that was his name. Max yeah. Mercury. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's yeah. stuff like, maybe it's like from a Legion Lost issue I read once or something. Also, or like, remember, there's a, there is actually yeah. a movie. Yeah, maybe. There's yeah. actually a movie called uh, Justice League uh, War on Infinite Earth or whatever it is. And at yes. the end of that, yes. it has him die. That's, that's mm. He sacrifices himself. And all yeah, which is kind of drawing from, which is the crisis thing. I suppose there's... So basically, that's where I'm getting a lot of my back knowledge is from the animated films yeah. because yeah. I haven't read the books. And, and it would be Final Crisis. So, like, I probably retained a lot of it. Yeah. Just like without even knowing I did. Well, Final I Crisis guess. is where he came back. Yeah. He kind of emerged from and, the Speed um, Force. And Graham Morrison's point. book. And, and can I also true. say- now, And Green Lantern. He's in quite a bit in Green Lantern because they do that whole- Remember, Dave? Well, like they're also the, best friends. Yeah, they're best friends and there's yeah. that whole like- that, I love that stuff in there. I know we're off topic, but like it's, it's like the Flash- because I don't know, have you read Blackest Night? I think you have. Yeah, 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 I yeah, have. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just like the Flash is always having to sit down and like <laughs> stop and do things because the, the Green Lantern's always like, you know, the fastest man alive, having to take a moment to think about things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I love that dynamic. Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. in this too, um, Hal, I think. Yeah, Hal's, Hal's in this, is, yeah. Hal's Hal. in this, he's actually critical because he's the one who contains uh, Reverse Flash. As yes. if Jeff Johns yeah. wasn't going to include of Green Lantern if yeah. he could have, you know. <laughs> um, we should also point out there's been about a week Man. and a bit since Jeff it aired. So we can kind of, kind of, it's not direct spoilers anymore, but mm. I mean, even the television series is now delving into the whole time uh, running to, yeah. through time now. Ah, as well. That's true, actually. Yeah. The, the one thing that, that I was talking to our good mate JD, who we'll mention in a moment again, and we'll talk because he's a huge fan of Jeff Johns, and mm. I mean, we all love Jeff Johns' work. We actually were guessing that it's possible Jeff Johns is the creator, uh, mm. that somehow through. Uh, time and space he has created the entire multiverse and, <laughs> and holds it together with his mind and, uh, and, and he's maybe the monitor uh, him and Grant Morrison yeah. together they're, a, they're yeah. a sentient being it's like Jeff Johns is Nick Swartan or something oh, yeah <laughs> uh, no I don't, I don't know. know Jeff Johns man like man I think it's about time like, for Vibe Rebirth, really. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Johns. Dazzler, I, no. <laughs> I think, I think if, there's, if there's a Mount Rushmore of comics, it's like Jeff Johns is going on there. Oh, yeah. And, and Graham Morrison. And Alan just, Moore. <laughs> Frank Miller. Maybe maybe Alan on, Moore's the one. They, no, I'm maybe Alan Moore's the one. The thing is, though. Alan Moore's the one they chip away after a few years to make look like Jeff Johns after the fact, <laughs> and you can tell it used to be Alan Moore. No, the, thing no, is, no, like, the thing is with people like Alan Moore and Frank Miller, like yeah. their recent output has not been as interesting to us as, as their classic No, stuff. I'm only being facetious. Still, I love Alan No, but this is, like, this is what- You'd totally be on the- This is, this is, totally this is one of those interesting things. Like yeah. Jeff Johns has been producing consistently good stuff, you know, for at least the last 15 years. I was say, this is why I agree with Dave though. Alan, Alan Moore and Frank Miller are known for these amazing stories. Mm, mm. And they're these, these uh, limited edition yeah. or single edition graphic novels or what have you. Right? Now mm. they are. But don't yeah. forget Frank Miller did like, uh, Daredevil, Daredevil for, for sure. ages. But when you, you look know, at the sheer Alan Moore was doing Swamp Thing, yeah, that, sheer, you know, yeah. Swamp Thing. I forgot yeah. about Swamp Thing. Sheer output, though. You mm. look at Grant Moore. You look at Grant Morrison's work. You look at mm. Jeff Johns. Miracle work. Man. They have put mm. so much stuff out. They are these. They and and so much consistently mm. good stuff out yeah. that they are they are legendary. Yeah, yeah like know? it's yeah. it's mind boggling that like this amount of creativity just is rattling around in one person's and, and brain. And it's not like he was... He but was, like, it's not like to dismiss Alan Moore or no. Frank Miller or anything. No, I think it's, Alan Moore is a genius. But when yeah, you think yeah, about it, he just, wrote this... It's just at like, a, yeah, like, you know what we're saying. Yeah, but it's when you think like, about it, yeah. Jeff Johns wrote this at the same time and he was he was reworking yeah. the entire Green Lantern mythos mm, yeah. as well. So that, that, I mean, and he was doing... Mm. Uh, uh, um, and then he, he continued on 
there, there is a Jeff Johns Flash Omnibus that you can buy, which is massive. Yeah, there's uh, three of them, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, it, it, the, the amount of output's mind-boggling. I, I love his his approach to comics. He did he also did Flashpoint, which I have to go back all the way back to issue 111 for us, which was, what, mm. 24 episodes ago or something. Does it, has it really been that long? Been that long. I love wow. in the, in the notes there ago. it says... Fox News said something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what that was about, no, actually. Go back and listen to issue 111 uh, if you're wondering what Fox <laughs> News said back then. Look, this and look- Gotham arti- had its pilot. Gotham had its pilot all the way back then. We're really wow. time traveling. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this is like we're now looking at uh, panels in time and space. <laughs> panels rebirth is due any moment. That's really now. like it's the timeline in front of us that we can it affect is. and change. But you know what I think is really interesting? This is Ethan Van Skyver. Um, I looked up the pronunciation. That is right. Um, he actually, there was actually a forum with the artist, Ethan Van Skyver. And some people said it's it's Skyver. No, it's definitely pronounced that. And then he logs into the forum and goes, Skyver. That was his only comment. <laughs> I love that. But this is the same. Same artist as Green. Forty was a Shriver. Shriver. <laughs> the art. I love the art. It's the this same is- same artist as Greenlight and Rebirth. Mm-hmm. So you've got the that that team mm-hmm. working together again, and it's a thing of beauty. And yeah, and you're right. Mm-hmm. The thing is, at the end of the day, this book is a celebration of all things yeah. Flash, and it's a celebration of comics in that sense too. If you if you think that the Flash is an essential, and Barry Allen in particular is an essential part of comic books, and this is a celebration of Barry Allen and the Flash, then this is a celebration of comic books. Yeah. I, I love, and that's what I love about. I love. Getting to the end of this, and mm. there's like these big heroic moments mm. with all the flashes running I, um, together and, and changing just, costumes mm. in mid run. You know, it's just, yeah. just mind blowing. Yeah. Awesome. I, 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 I sat down to read the first issue of this because I had time constraints, but I ended up reading the whole thing at, in once. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Um, yeah, because I just thought it was amazing. It's a fast read. Yeah, it is like a, once you get past that first. That little confusion at the beginning, it just mm. kicks along. But which you, you if, didn't have the issue which with. Which you didn't have the issue no, with. No, but if you and think- Sorry, like, and there's yeah. one panel of Green Arrow eating a piece of cake. Mm. Yeah, And for that, I will I will yeah. love this. I book should say what, stealing what, a piece yeah. of cake. Stealing a piece yeah. of cake, yeah. <laughs> what Jeff Johns, Jeff Johns to give does- To give to the poor. Like, fucking- Oh, sorry. I swore. <laughs> we were clean. We were clean. Oh, we will be again. I'll beep it out. We can beep it out. <laughs> Do you want me to start over? No. No, okay. Yeah, just beep it out. Yeah, like the- of Gwen Stacy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I was just going to say like the thing that Jeff Johns does so amazingly well, like what he does in Green Lantern is, is that he just communicates this like incredibly complex stuff so simply. Yeah. Like, like that's the, the brilliant use of the comic book medium like yeah. to, to, to to talk about the space-time continuum. <laughs> and then, it's then- like he does it effortlessly. You never think once what you're reading is is out of place or crazy. It's just genius. It's genius. And just to build on what I was saying before, yes, I may have been confused at the start of this because I was missing that little bit of information just before this started. But it's an amazing testament to his writing that by issue six- Mm. You're in. It's it's kind of like you know everything you ever need to know Mm. about The Flash. And I think that is a beautiful piece of writing that it- Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree, 100%. Because you keep reading even though you don't know any, like you're feeling a bit lost- and because you trust it, yeah, you're like it, it just proves to you like immediately, like you know you're in for a good book, and so I'll just trust the writer and the art, and and it will tell me. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah. and you get to this page where it's literally a parade for the Flash. 
towards the end of it, yeah. and you feel something there too. Mm. You mm. feel like this this thing. Yeah, the Flash is yeah. awesome. And he's back. He's back. That's fantastic. And, and like you he's know, ne- he's never afraid to like to hold back punches or anything like that. Like he like he deals with a lot of murder and death, and mm. particularly the surroundings of Barry's origin, which was a point that I didn't know. Like I didn't have any okay. of his actual origin story. And like that was kind of heartbreaking, and and the way he deals with like Barry coming back and having you know with Iris, and it's wonderful story actually. Mm. Like, it's not just the Flash like fighting the Yellow Flash. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and I might say that because of that origin story in this, and I suspect this is what they're going to use in the TV show as the as the solution to Barry's mother's murder. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe don't read this book if you don't want the end of season one spoiled for you because well, I suspect mm, that's what they're book building to. I think the to. series has already shown us that that's pretty much what's They've happened. hinted at it, but they've also hinted, the, the TV series, minor spoilers here, has hinted that Barry Allen was at his mother's... Um, as was the man in yellow. As was the man in yellow. Um, but given that the TV series seems to be hinting towards Flashpoint at this point, like mm. it, in a lot of ways, because... It was only in Flashpoint that Barry went back to this his... This might be a dumb question because I haven't watched the show, but is Barry the only Flash in the show? Yes, yes okay. so far. Well, well there is a second speedster. We we do know that, but it's the man in yellow. Man okay. in yellow, yeah. I suspect, and, and, and I don't think you know I'm going to be wrong on this, I suspect that in the second or third season, they will introduce another speedster from the future. Who, who is a white hat? I suspect we'll get a Wally West. Well, I think I suspect we'll either get a Kid Flash what's, or, um, or, is Barry, or what's or Barry's Bart Allen or something. I know I shouldn't be just turning this into a what is the Flash show, but like <laughs> I should just watch it myself. I suppose. Yeah, you actually but, should watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm getting, I'm getting to it. What, what? Uh, <laughs> you've, only, you've only got 17 episodes to watch it. When point, the Blu-ray so. comes out. <laughs> no, um, I was just gonna ask stupidly, like, uh, what's Barry's position in the show? Like, is he is. He's the forensic, forensic. He's a forensic, forensic investigator, and yeah. so like it sounds pretty accurate. It's very accurate. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's Barry Allen. Yeah. He's he's got a he hasn't quite hooked up with Iris West yet. There's a there's a kind of a. She's a, a cub reporter though. She, oh, yeah, she's yeah. A reporter. Um, uh, her father is a detective who's in the secret. He works with Star Labs closely as well, who know his secret, and they're trying to help him develop his powers. And we have a man in yellow who is mysteriously foiling and making sure who his has life. A, who has a red speed force? Who has a red awesome. speed force? Who is making sure his life is not. Of what it's supposed to be, yeah, and, and we have a whole bunch of the rogues. Of the gallery rogues, the rogues gallery is pretty much formed. This show point, sounds amazing. You know. Sorry, I just kind of felt no. like I turned that into an off-air discussion. No, I, yeah. I think it, I think it's worth I think it's worth mentioning because um, it's because of books like this that it did is, reinvent Flash for the 21st century. We have something like the Flash yeah. TV. And the thing series, is, it's important know? to note that Jeff Johns is actually a producer on the series, yes. yeah. and, and he's written is, some of the episodes. And I he's think. written some of the episodes, and it is much closer to the Flash than the original 90s series was. The original okay. 90s series had elements of the book in it, but it really was its own thing. It was a television show. Because he didn't always use his speed in that. It was just no. sort of hanging around. Yeah, exactly. And, and it didn't have the usual rogues. It did have a few of them, but not many of them. But it was, it was TV's The Flash. Whereas this Flash that we're seeing now is much more faithful to the comic books, um, to the his origin, to everything about it. So it's, it's really interesting. Awesome. It's yeah, a really fact. good TV show. And it, I mean, if you are at all interested in The Flash mm-hmm. after hearing about Rebirth or Flashpoint, you're in on the series. The series is going to get into some really funky places because, as I say, two weeks ago when this show goes out, two weeks ago, we just saw the first idea of a time shadow. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, we've seen some pretty interesting stuff. And in fact, John's has written at least four 
episodes. Yeah. Of he wrote the Damn. he wrote the pilot in the second episode. Oh, David Nutter. Yeah, yeah. They've got some great directors on That's this as well. Cool. He wrote an episode called Going Rogue, which kind of Roxanne in, Dawson introduced an episode. Yeah. Two, two introduced ago. Leonard Snart and you know uh, yep. uh, effectively Captain Cold. Um, at that stage, yeah, you got a cold gun and everything. Got, absolutely, hey, and there's a great episode <laughs> where there was the cold and the heat gun and the flash, and it was. We've just, had the Pied Piper. Yes, and I think Johns has written one slightly more recently than that as well. Uh, yeah, he wrote the Revenge of the Rogues episode, so he, he's writing some of those really cool. And let's not let's not well. dance around the fact that three weeks ago, uh, at the time of this show going out, so it'd be about four weeks ago, <laughs> five weeks ago, actually, maybe because we had this little bit of break there, we had Firestorm on screen. <laughs> yeah. And and a damn good rendition of Firestorm on screen, burning head and everything. Damn. Yeah, that was that was mid February yeah. for those of you who who are trying to work out where we're talking about mm. wibbly wobbly timey one with including the the scientist in his head and the whole bit. So. It's it's but like this is it's, it's a faithful show because I think Flash, when you boil it down to its essentials, is a pure superhero book. It's a pure hero book, mm. and and this for me, I actually I will. Amongst all the other things I'm reading, <laughs> I will go on and read the the remainder of John's run on on the Flash. Afterwards. Yeah, I think I, I want to. I, do I that think I will too, keep yeah. going. I'll plow through from here through until Flashpoint. That's how many issues is that? Is that just the eleven or twelve? Well, this is two thousand and six. Probably and only be like sixty or seventy, maybe. Could maybe, be maybe closer to. This was two thousand and six, I think, and Flashpoint was two thousand and eleven. Yeah. Okay. So, so what, we've got about what, four years worth of stuff. So mm. it couldn't be more than sixty issues. Yeah. yeah. What What I read was at. I just thought because um, I know there's free. Omnibus, omnibus I. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's free, and and they tend to have like about what twenty issues. About issues. a year? No, let's go back. Maybe about a year and a half before Flashpoint happened, they rebooted a bunch of issues, and the Flash was one of them. It started from issue one, Green Arrow started from issue one. Mm. That was the whole yes. brightest day stuff, and it was a brightest day era. And basically, the Flash ran for about twelve issues, I think it was. Yeah, and that was then, much later. That was yeah, yeah, and then hit, and this is all Johns as well, and it hit. Mm. Road to Flashpoint and then hit Flashpoint. That's what I've read. I've read that reboot right. period, and that is fantastic. Damn, and that yeah. Green Arrow is fantastic as well. So that was it was like, and there was Zatanna running at that time, and that's when that Power Girl run was, and it was like this little golden age. Yeah, and then it all came to a grinding halt with Flashpoint, and then when the New Fifty Two got born. Yeah. So it was kind of disappointing for me because I had finally discovered this DC that I loved. And then it was, and all, it was all taken away yeah, from yeah. me. <laughs> I'm sure you're not alone in that boat, Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah, is. you were right. That was a 12-issue series. It's effectively The Flash Volume 3. Yeah, Road to Flashpoint, um, basically. Yeah, Road to Flashpoint. Whereas the series that followed that, I'm trying to work out because I think that was still Volume... You know what? I think Volume 2 was still effectively going... During this whole process, right. and Barry Allen just got reincorporated back into it. Um, yeah, of course he would have been because um, uh, they would have had. We've got a note here from from the audience. Uh, it says Flash Rebirth, two thousand nine to two thousand and ten. What? Oh, was it that late? Okay, so uh, I thought it was two thousand and. You're right. It was 2009 to 2010. So it fo- thank you, Nicholas. It was much you, later Nicholas. than I thought. In which case, yeah, then this, and then you right, get that the 12 point. issue theories. And there then you it's go. Like, I've only got another 12 issues to So I've just backtracked to where I need to be. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> nice. Because I thought, I thought. Um, Man, that was literally like we were in a flash. I know. Like, like we're just running around everywhere back and forth. Because I thought. Being held being <laughs> right now. Late breaking news. <laughs> 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 so then Final Crisis must have been later than I thought it was then. 
Crisis. Uh, crisis. I must. I thought that was in mid two thousand and six ish, but it must have been. Um, Actually, do you know what? Do you know why? Do you know why it? I know Final Crisis? You're right. It was two thousand eight. Right. So oh, okay. my timeline was off by a couple of years. And do you know how so, we know that? Because comics, man. Yeah. Because that. JSA uh, classified with Power Girl ends with continued in Final Crisis. Yeah. And then the Power Girl series I yeah, like followed Final Crisis. So Behind the panels, we'd like to apologize for the erroneous <laughs> statement it made not three minutes ago. We'd like to thank Nic- Nicholas McVeigh for pointing out the error of Richard's ways. And, uh, Dude, I- I'm calling this 101. That's right, Richard. It was the first time we made a mistake. Ever. Nothing could bat a blag around. <laughs> I like the point that in this day of interconnected computers where we have databases to look this stuff up, I get handed a piece of paper <laughs> <laughs> with what looks like three pieces of pizza drawn. <laughs> drawn. Uh, you're going to call this Comics 101? Second this is Damn comics. Straight 101. Absolutely. I hated this book. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if you put this and that 11 issue Flash series together, yeah. you have got a damn fine. Why, why? You know what? Why is the Flash red? Why is the Flash <laughs> no, I'm just finding things Don't to complain. <laughs> Uh, alrighty then. Uh, it's time for a segment we like to call It's John D's Geek Related Challenge or something. Oh, uh, this week's challenge comes to us from Matthew Katusiak, uh, in Victoria, who says to us, Hi Matt. Hello. Uh, who says DC villain Darkseid, which I always thought was Darkseid. I always thought it, it was Darkseid. It, it is Darkseid. I've only oh, ever right? heard it pronounced as Darkseid. Every um, animated film they call it Darkseid. Yeah. DC villain Darkseid has invaded Earth looking for the anti-life equation. Pick five members from the Justice League to send him back to Apocalypse. Okay. Okay. Uh, who wants to start? Uh, I don't know. Who wants to go first? I'll do it. Uh, okay. So I've chosen um, Orion, who is a new god, also Darkseid's son. Because uh, he's the only one who's proven time and time again to be impervious to to his Amiga rays or whatever they're right, called, right. and I reckon he can. And I, there's a whole dynamic there that would be kind of cool: father versus son, Doomsday. Doomsday, because good call. yeah, Doomsday uh, is can, can kill Superman, so therefore he's one up on Superman. Yeah, yeah. So I reckon he'd be a good one to go in there uh, because we've been talking about him for so long. The Flash. Okay. He can vibrate between dimensions. Surely he could do something vibrate and send him... vibrate <laughs> Trap him in. Like, you know, just get really meta and trap him in the cancer verse with Thanos or something. Either, he'll either defeat him or pleasure him. <laughs> you are like the buzzing... You are really like the buzzing flies to me. I'm really enjoying this. Um, Superboy, Earth Prime Superboy. Ooh, uh, yeah. uh, because... Uh, from Final Crisis, of course. Because his punch can smash a hole in reality and, and, and smash the hole in the multiverse because why not and finally Mogo uh, the planet who's a lantern because he's a bloody because <laughs> yeah. he's a planet yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> for god's sake so yeah Mogo yeah. so is that one okay Dave uh, I'll go uh, okay I, I picked a team who I'd really like to see fight uh, fight dark side uh, but I don't think they ever will because there's a lot of hacks out there <laughs> yes yeah, so, so I got um, Ben Affleck uh, Henry Cavill Gal Gadot, Ray Fisher, <laughs> a, um, a CGI Martian Manhunter, and a cameo from Jason Momoa right at the end of it. Ah, oh, very good, very good. Okay, <laughs> I've decided- that's my go-to team now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna make him good now. 
before it's too late. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> I've gone a slightly different tack with this, and I've decided that um, that that, that uh, Dark Side is a great big man. Snack. It's pronounced so, snack. It's snack. He's a great big man. So I think the first thing you want to try, try and defeat him is to completely emasculate him. So my team is all women. Okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> this was and, just an excuse to put Power Girl on the team, wasn't it? I'll bet you'll love this. All right. So basically, first of all, Wonder Woman, because of course she is a god in her own right. So you if know, somebody asks you, Wonder Woman, if you're a god, you say yes. Yeah, so god and strength, of course. Zatanna, because purely ba- magic, baby. You know, how, what's he going to do about that, right? But then I decided that you'd put Supergirl and Power Girl on the team together because then they would argue nonstop about who is, <laughs> who is the actual Kara to the point it would distract him so that Mara can come along and douse him in water because he is from a fire planet. <laughs> nice. I would read the hell out of that, man. I, I, I want that right oh. now. <laughs> Yours has got actual reality to it. It might actually get made. <laughs> Brilliant. Absolutely love it. Uh, what else we got? Uh, JD himself actually uh, sent in his his team will be Superman, Hal Jordan, Kyle Rayner, John Stewart, and Wonder Woman. So three lanterns, three lanterns, <laughs> and two superpowers. Two superpowers. I reckon that's a pretty decent that, that'll team. That'll do the job. Yeah, we've got some more of those. Thanks again, Matt, for sending that one in. I was going to put Wildcat on my <laughs> team. <laughs> that would just be an excuse that I could play uh, this clip right here, wouldn't it? Now, was I supposed to fight Darkseid? Because I'm a guy in a cat suit. <laughs> Can you imagine what a Zack Snyder Darkseid in Apocalypse would be? Like, if he was given the right to do, like, <laughs> granny goodness and all those guys. Like, like, can you imagine? I don't know, but I'm like, sure the music would go something like this. Bum, bum. <laughs> bum, bum. <laughs> Meanwhile, on Apocalypse. Meanwhile, on Apocalypse. Um, Who would yeah. play Darkseid? Um, Josh Brolin, Josh Brolin yeah. <laughs> Get um, Nicolas Cage mm, There you go Steve Buscemi I'm really more of a planet destroyer uh. <laughs> No, it's, it's Zack Snyder So it'll probably be like you know, Dakota Fanning or some something weird You know, like Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> um, yeah, It'll so- be Matt Damon <laughs> Matt Damon uh, so if you've got if you've got your own G, uh, uh, challenge for John D's geek rated challenge or something, send it to feedback at behind the panel. Or if you, have, it, a, if you have a challenge for John D, <laughs> yeah, like get him to parasail off a <laughs> an iguana or something in in the Bahamas. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they actually have. Um, Iguanas in the Bahamas, <laughs> but I want there to be. I want. Make I want that real. I want there to be iguanas in the Bahamas because that would be bananas. I want to see a parasailing iguanas. In the John, there's not any piranhas in this river. I swear. Just, just uh, your challenge is to. So I want that to happen right, goddamn. Now. I think we got our new show, <laughs> a new spin-off show, John D's Geek Related. He gets or like twenty bucks to do them. All. It's like the Amazing Race, but with comic book references. <laughs> so uh, that's so next next week actually. And Dave, get your voice ready because we'll be doing Avengers. Rage! Oh shit! <laughs> uh, try that again, man. <laughs> We got. We got to delete doing, that, right? we're, we're, doing, we're, we're deleting that. No, 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 no. no, no, no. We're, we're, doing, doing, yeah. <laughs> we're doing Avengers. <laughs> 
Rage of Ultron. Yeah, there you go. Which what is was available. my voice? It I was forgot. something like Avengers Rage of Ultron. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is Rage of Ultron. Dave's gone, gone bye bye. <laughs> so we're getting we're doing Avengers Rage of Ultron, which is new original graphic novel. I hate novel. these guys. Um, I hate them. Uh, <laughs> which is coming out on April the first. No joke. Uh, so go check that one out. Uh, if you want to find anything else that we're doing right now, our next live show, by the way, will be May the second, which is a Saturday, and it should be in the Saturday afternoon. We're hoping a good games Hurstville, so go check that out. Uh, go go to behindthepanels.net for all of our live dates and tours because we're also coming to Melbourne in June. Um, we want to start plugging this stuff now because we, we want a big audience yeah. and all these things. So, uh, good games Hurstville on May the second, June last weekend in June um, for Melbourne Oz Comic Con. We're doing a show on both days down there. Uh, also in Brisbane, Oz Comic Con, and Sydney, Oz Comic Con. Both of those are in September. And maybe, hopefully, do uh, something between June and September just to get a bit of a get, – get, get some, get some uh, enthusiasm happening for the Sydney shows mm. there. So if you've liked the insanity of this, mm. you want to hear Dave n- <laughs> get really confused over Rage of Ultron. And look, we, we, we can't promise anything, but we may or may not have a special screening of Age of Ultron. We what? may if, or may not if, have if a special in, If screen. it's in June, may, it will probably be redundant. <laughs> we we may or may not at the the free comic book day show. You're, given that it's a week after it gets released, yeah, I, I, I reckon it's a reasonably good, a reasonably good assumption. <laughs> so uh, we should do we that. May we or should, may not you know what I would love to say? We should bring back the- Oh, we're uh, giving away hats. Bring back Free the hats. Geek Actually Movie Club. And <laughs> we, actually we may now that Geek Actually is back. So. Yeah, yeah. That'd Everyone be who comes, I'll give them 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, Dave's not giving any money yeah. away. <laughs> it's his money, man. He can do what he likes. <laughs> Disclaimer, so, this, is, this offer is not related to- so for, for a sh- the Geek Actually Network. For a short, abbreviated episode, we're now an hour and ten into this. So uh, I'm going to wrap this puppy up and call it a show. As I said, if you want to send us your own challenge, you want to do send us any other feedback. Oh, I have one other bit of feedback I forgot to mention because I said last week I was going to do it this week and now I've lost my phone. Oh, here it is. Hello. Uh, this is from uh, Mario Tort. Uh, oh, yeah. Who who said uh, who I mentioned last week had sent us something? So I've I've done in the tradition of all Flash episodes, I've mentioned we're going to do something and then never get back to it. <laughs> um, so Mario Tort said, "Hey Richard, did you know you share your name with the main villain from the original Fallout game? Good food for thought." Also, uh, seeing as you guys are fans of Fables, check out the Wolf Among Us game if you haven't already. I've played the first chapter. It's really good. I just started playing it a few days ago, but I'm well and truly hooked. It's a cel-shaded choose-your-own-adventure deal done by the same guys responsible for the Walking Dead game. I think they also did the Back to the Future game mm. and, and Sam and Max games. That's I've got it on um, Xbox One. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Look, I, uh, there you go. Yeah. It's a two-ringing endorsement. Can, I, can I actually bring back an old favorite? Yeah, it's actually on my iPad. It's on your iPad. (laughs) Oh, there you go. I might actually get it for iPad. That's something I can play uh, while I'm away. So, uh, but if no one has played it, though, man, now. (laughs) Oh, can I just tell you? Just one. They actually put a disclaimer at the beginning of the iPad version that actually says, "Make sure you play this with headphones." I totally endorse this statement. (laughs) The sound, the music, and everything is amazing through Mm. headphones. So put your headphones on when you play. Okay, totally will. The other thing I should say is next week, uh, because I'll be coming back from the States, I should hopefully be able to give you um, – I've, I've got a couple of interviews lined up, so hopefully I'll be able to play a few clips from those. Uh, but also I will have gone to my first US con, which is the Emerald City Comic Con. So I'll give a report back from that as well. That should be really interesting because it's just creators. Like there's, there's a few celebrity guests, but it's mostly about the Take creators. Take your audio recorder. I certainly will be. Although <laughs> technically I'm not media for that one. I'm not allowed to record on the floor, but hopefully I'll get oh, – 
get a, a couple of, you know, <laughs> hi, I'm Mike Grill, and you're listening <laughs> to a hundred panels. So hopefully we'll get a bit of that happening, work in there. But nothing, nothing could beat you know, the Grant Morrison one that Dave got a while ago which I'm going to play now just because I love it. Grant Morrison, you're listening to Behind the Panels. Enjoy. <laughs> That's the kind of thing I want, to, I want to bring back. I want something as good as that. <laughs> you get Alan uh, Morris, you'll, we'll, oh, we'll, we'll, bow, think, we'll bow down to you. I'm, you're, you're I'm the, Alan Moore. You're listening to Behind the Panels, which is probably good because it's not an adaptation <laughs> of my film. <laughs> I think you'll have a good chance of getting some good ones. Yeah, I hope so too. Jeff so. Johns. Oh, apparently, yeah. Apparently, DC they only do stuff at cons when in terms of interviews because Jeff Johns, Jim Lee, and all that sort of people. Um, you, you don't see a lot of interviews with them because they only do it at the big cons, and I think they're mostly going to be at San Diego and in New York. Yeah. But uh, Emerald City is now being run by Reed Pop, our friends at Reed Pop yeah. who do Oz Comic Con. So hopefully, if once we do a bit of coverage of this one, we might, you know, it's one of those cons that I'd love to go to as a group in the future. So let's see what happens. But um, we have been talking way longer than we thought we were going to. Uh, one of these days, we're going to have an hour-long show. Again. Again. No. We didn't do news. <laughs> we still managed to come in at an hour and And yet and we're ten. still talking. And we're still <laughs> talking. So until next week, you can find me. Um, or you can find behind the panels. Go and leave us a, a, a rating. Drop us some stars. Drop us five stars on iTunes. Uh, leave a review. As I, as I always say, it, it's like a minute out of your day, but it means the world to us and it actually really helps other people find this show, which uh, we really want people to do. Um, or you can find me, you can find the rest of the show, of course, at, at behindthepanels.net. All the past episodes are on there. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at Behind the Panels or follow us on Facebook as well. And you can follow me on Twitter at DVD Bits. And uh, you can listen to find all of our things on geekactually.com. Uh, where our two other shows, David, tell us a little bit about the returning show. So Geek Actually is back. By the time you listen to this, we're heading into episode number three. <laughs> wow. Uh, because this is time traveling. I don't yes. know how it all works. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find out more about Two that was show. fantastic. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> I can't believe it was so good after they recorded <laughs> our four hours before it. <laughs> uh, you you can poor find bastards. That at, <laughs> you can find that at It's going to be amazing. You can find more of me on Twitter at Dave McVeigh or at Geek Actually, we have one for that. Also, just a reminder to everybody that you can leave voicemail for any of our shows yes. by dropping it at Sydney number 02801114167. I can confirm that works. Yes, it does work. And uh, there is actually a Skype ID, which is Geek Actually, all one word, but sometimes the voicemail doesn't kick in on that. So <laughs> yeah. if you do want the voicemail, make sure you call the number because that'll definitely get you to the But voicemail. you can still do that. You can still call that number via Skype to save yourself yeah, money absolutely. as well. Yeah, so. absolutely. So overseas people use Skype to call yeah. them. So. Uh, you won't be able to find me. <laughs> <laughs> because after this humiliation <laughs> and embarrassment, I'm going into hiding. <laughs> well, I've got to downlift the shame of saying that Final Crisis was 2006, and I don't think I'll ever be able to. I'm never going to gonna live. I was clearly down, thinking yeah. of Infinite Crisis. Damn, I've also forgotten my own name. So there's that. I think, I think it was uh, Skeets. <laughs> That's right. Skeets, Skeets. Skeets, Skeets, Skeets. But until next week. I'm Richard Gray. I'm David McVeigh. And I'm David McVeigh's finger pointing at me to shut up. (laughs) This has been Behind the Panels. Behind the Panels is a production of geekactually.com. 